Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to the podcast that we might have to rename Netflix versus cinema versus football. Because in this week, we have had... Uh, I mean, okay, Sean, you're going to have to jump in here with me. Because, uh, Sharon, I'm not sure whether you were following the football this week. I was not. Okay, yeah. And, oh, okay. It's been a bit of, okay, this, it's been a bit of a crazy week. It's been that kind of week where I've, I've forgotten to introduce myself. My name is Tosin. I'm up in the Midlands. With me on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Oh, yeah. And we are recording the day. So this is a Thursday, and this is... It is after which follows a Wednesday, which follows a Tuesday. But the thing about this Wednesday and Tuesday is that on Wednesday, Tottenham made it to the Champions League final in crazy mental comeback fashion. And on Tuesday, Liverpool made it to the Champions League final in crazy mental... In crazy fashion. <laughs> crazy yeah. mental comeback fashion. Essentially, if, if you made this a movie, people would say, oh, for goodness sake, it is, it is just too far-fetched. It's unrealistic. Yeah, of course they're going to score in the final meeting with the last kick of the game. Yeah, oh, who, who didn't see that coming? That's right. If you if you saw it in the if you saw it in the movies, you know me being the cynic I am, I yeah. would be like, ah, that wouldn't that. Do you know what I mean? I would yeah. be. That's how I yeah. would be. I would uh, say, me. don't behave. Yeah, behave. I mean, the game, and it was such a shame. The the, the uh, Liverpool game was fantastic. I watched the whole of that game. Yeah, but, and I watched the Tottenham game yesterday, and. Were they both this week, these guys? Yes, yeah, okay. uh, both semi-finals. And I was like, it was going really bad. And I thought, oh, this is over. And, you know, like sometimes you get... And so I was doing other stuff. It was still on, but I was yeah. doing other stuff. And then when I looked, it's like, whoa, whoa. So I had to sit down. <laughs> so I, I missed I missed a little little section of the second half where I was just sort of wandering out. You know, I went off to make a tea during the half time and I wasn't ru- worried about so rushing to get back. It's what is it for? Is it for a championship? Yeah, Euro, Euro, European. Yeah. Championship. Okay, okay, so okay, so Sharon, Sharon, tell me, tell me if I get condescending in this explanation. But essentially, so you have all the all the you have all the leagues in all the countries all around Europe, right? Yes. Then you the people who come at the top of the league, or it depends on which country you are. Sometimes it's the first, it's the top two, it's the top three, or top four in some countries. They go into this special competition called the Champions League, which is the best of Europe oh, against see. the best of Europe. And it's very... So, obviously, because it's the best of Europe against the best of Europe, how people from all these different countries around Europe compete in. Think about it like sort of like Eurovision Song Contest for football. And, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, it's quite unusual then for two British teams to yeah, be head-to-head head for, mm. the, for yeah. the, the championship. It's, it's only ever happened once before, which is my United, uh, United Chelsea. And the, so it was, it's, it's quite unusual, but the fact is this time round. So imagine last week, last week was essentially like Avengers Infinity War. So they have, they, they play, <laughs> they play all their matches in two legs. So Liverpool are playing. And so they'll play one match at home where they'll play up in Liverpool. Then if they're playing against, I don't know, Sparta Prague, they'll play the second leg a week later in Prague. Yeah. So basically, they have two games each in each country in each other's countries, okay. and, and and whoever scores the best over two legs, if you if you score an away goal, it's a little bit more of an advantage because if it becomes a draw, if you've scored more away goals in the other person's oh, country, okay. you get a so yeah. But both yeah. teams, both, but, both British teams, yeah, were but like so so essentially, it's it's like if we if we're going to put it in a Netflix or a cinema thing, if you score four out of five this week, 
you can still not go through because next week you could score one out of five and that's it, you're out. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and so Liverpool last week in their version of Avengers Infinity War, they were on the side of the Avengers and they lost badly. They, they, uh -oh. they lost... They lost... Go away. <laughs> sorry. They, they lost sorry. badly. Uh, they, they lost... Sorry, that was my my phone started ringing. Never mind that. So yeah, they lost badly last week, um, and then um, they were three nil down, and they came back to. And it was improbable. It was totally improbable that what they were going, what they had to score four goals against one of the best teams in the world with who is one guy who is largely regarded to be the best player ever, and they went and did it in a sort of crazy. Yeah, in a wow. crazy so. Essentially, I do not expect anybody in Liverpool to have been sober on Wednesday <laughs> morning. No, I, that's it. Well, I'm, I'm the, still the, not really that interested. No. But I'm sure people who are, it's very exciting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy for them. Yes. No, honestly. <laughs> I'm I, happy for all you football watchers. I'm very happy for you. Honestly, I think it, it was almost impossible to not get caught up in this. <laughs> because I don't support any football team. I just like football. But I was just kind of like, this is mad. And when that happened on, so that, so that was, so Liverpool had their Infinity War last week. And then this week they had the end game where they went, they came roaring back and it was just mental. And people were like, they oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they were like the greatest the comeback same, ever. And the, same, and the same with Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, okay. thing, is, the thing, is, thing is, after the Liverpool match, everybody was going, that's it. That will never happen again. And then the next night, <laughs> so something just as crazy happened. You're like, how the, what is going on? And I was actually thinking that, you know, what I said that we might have to start calling this Netflix versus cinema versus football. If every, I think cinema, Netflix, whatever they are, they are very, very lucky that not every football game is like that. Because if every football game was like that, there is no contest football wins every single time <laughs> but 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 it's but a lot of football games are boring so that's why we go to the cinema because we need something that's going to be guaranteed to be entertaining <laughs> sometimes sometimes <laughs> yes yeah but, okay, but wow. yeah but essentially honestly you couldn't script it i mean as you said if no. if you'd scripted this and you put it into a film it would suck you'd be like oh for goodness <laughs> sake of course those guys are gonna win oh my god but it the narrative is just madness. When you think about it, it it you had the the coach of all people of Tottenham. He was he was blubbing, he was in full on like they, man tears. Like they, they were. <laughs> I think toes toes. I think we better get on to the movies. I think I think we we, 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 we got a lot to, we got a lot to talk about. We've got and a lot I, to talk about. I'm sure about. most people most people would have known by now about the old footies. So so I think we should crack on. We have got a lot to do tonight. We, we've got a lot to do tonight and I can feel Sharon already sort of like losing interest. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, like those where you got your hands on your, on your, on your chin and gradually going down and down. down, down I don't know, she just... wasn't that bad, really. Wasn't that bad, really. <laughs> okay, cool. But... Well, I'm glad it was a good week. Yeah, thank I'm you. Glad. Thank it, you. it was a good week. So now you can go and blag it with anybody who tells you anything about football this week, Sharon. Anyway, yes, so we're going to get onto uh, actual, uh, actual, okay, Netflix for cinema. We're going to talk about things in the cinema that we've seen this week, rate them. We're going to talk about things we've seen on Netflix this week. We're going to rate them. And at the end of the, end of the thing, we're going to see who has come up with, well, who's done better this week. So to, we're going to kick off with a film that all of us have seen, and this is Long Shot. This is the Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron movie. 
and in which she plays the U.S. Secretary of State, who might be going for uh, for a uh, run at the president or for presidential election. And she meets Seth Rogen, who's someone who she used to babysit. And it turns out that like um, she needs a script writer. He's just been let out of work. And she's, he starts writing scripts for her. And it's no real big thing to say this is this is pretty much a romantic comedy. So you kind of know where some things are supposed to go. But I have to say, for a romantic comedy, I really like this film. I and mean, what did you guys think? I think for me, it was it was quite political as well. I thought it was really yes. quite a political film and had a few few political messages in there, which which I I thought was quite good. There were a couple of bits that I had a, perhaps had a couple of issues with, but on the whole, it was you know it was a it wasn't. It wasn't a wasted, a wasted uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't a waste of your unlimited card. <laughs> no, no, that's for sure. Well, none, none of it is really, and that's the joy of the unlimited card, isn't it, really? So what about Sharon? Perhaps this would be interesting. To I know. didn't love it. I mean, no. I was okay. I thought it was an okay film. I thought it was an interesting mix. I didn't think it would work. When you look on paper, mm. Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, you think that wouldn't work. But actually, they did have good chemistry, and I thought their relationship worked really well. And there were some funny moments, I think. They were, yeah. Andy Serkis's sort of cameo was his grotesque oh, good newspaper baron. Yeah. Was just, he was between, unrecognisable as Andy Serkis, he? was, but he was a cross between a few characters, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a certain Mr President in there, <laughs> isn't like there? like a genre, yeah. There's like yeah. Mr Presidents and there's, there's, there's talk, Murdoch. Talk show hosts. And, there's Murdoch in there. Oh, Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. That's, yeah. that's the boy, yeah. Yes, all, it's, it's, it was quite a good character. He was a real... overblown, mm. awful person. And I think we've seen a lot of that sort of person yeah. on the news, haven't I, we? I, I think that's so where the political message came. Really. That was a, and I think, yeah, there was a few mm. digs at, about how politicians, they start off with a grand mm. ideolo- ideology, really. Yeah. And then it gets watered down and compromised. And so that so was... And I thought Alexander mm. Skarsgård did a very comic turn as the Canadian Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Yeah. yeah. Again, a sort of a bit of a dig at Justin... Th- is it not? What's his name? Justin Theroux. The, Justin Theroux. Justin Theroux, yeah. Trudeau. No, yeah. Trudeau. Justin the, Trudeau. Trudeau. Trudeau, Trudeau that's with, the, it. with the big grin. <laughs> yeah, with the so grin. And you... the fact that, you know, he's sort of... Yeah. He's seen as this sort of, like handsome, perfect sort of world leader, isn't he, the Canadian? Mm. He's like, oh, the Canadian prime minister, he's a bit of a dish. And yet he's, he's awful. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was quite good to see Alexander Skarsgård play against type, really, to play someone who you go, no, he's awful. Yes, he was really awful. <laughs> was, so there were some funny moments. I thought there was a, the, the funniest moment for me was a bit at the very end where you have this sort of Wembley television where it's this newscaster and there's three newscasters and the two men are just awful oh, and unrelentingly yes. sexist yes. and yes. awful. It's and obvi- at the end, obviously the female presenter. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say it's, it's obviously it's obviously a, a take on Fox News. Yeah. Yes, well, they they were just they were awful. They were just constantly making these sexist or sexual comments about um, Charlize Theron's character. And at the end, she goes, "Oh, I've had enough of this, and I quit." And then she like throws her coffee cup, and it hits one straight <laughs> yes, in the head. Yes, yes, and I that, that was, was my laugh. That was my only laugh out loud moment where I actually did go, "Ha ha ha!" <coughs> but most, of, but they were the odd snigger. So, but uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, for me, it was a bit too sweary. Yeah, yeah, and, I can imagine. And some of the sort of more. I can only use the word sort of grotesque moments. Were <laughs> grotesque. I think I probably can think of the. I, I think, what you're thinking. Yes. I, I think I think essentially so a, any, yeah. anybody listening to this, if you've seen there's something about Mary, there's a there's a there's a there's a scene there's a scene in this film to rival a scene in something about Mary. 
Yes. So it wasn't my humour, really. Um, I, I didn't know it was going to be quite so um, suggestive in places. But um, <laughs> They didn't really need... They didn't... Yeah, I, I know what you so mean. So some they, of it, I was thinking, you know, they didn't this really, is not really mm. my humour. But I could understand yeah. that, you know, that if it, it would have been... But they didn't really need people. to show it, did they, to make it? I mean... No. That, really. But I suppose they... So, yeah, I thought it was an OK film. It didn't really grab me, and I wouldn't probably go and see it again. But I thought it was OK. It was OK. Do you have any highlights that you thought were particularly funny? Well, there is. I actually really liked it. You know Andy Serkis, right? So Andy Serkis is in this film. And I spent the I spent the whole film going, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Oh, my God. It's, and I, I was thinking that that's quite that's quite a big character, quite a big role. Usually they'll give it to a character actor, but who is this guy? And I couldn't figure out who this person was for the entire film. And it wasn't until the end of the film when it said Andy Serkis. And I was like... Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> now I see. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. It took me a little while. I mean, I was a little. It wasn't his first appearance. It was like two or three appearances in. I suddenly thought, "That's who you are," because there's something about his sort of the his movement of his nose and his mouth. I was thinking, "I know you." And then I got, I got it about about the third time he was on screen. I was like, "Yes, you're." <laughs> and circus. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I personally, I had like no clue throughout the whole film. So I, I, I think is I actually quite like because Seth Rogen, because it, when he plays a role in the film, he plays Seth Rogen, and there's sometimes there's some films in which it becomes overbearing. Like I think a lot of comedians is where it comes overbearing, but there's some films where they manage to get the balance right. And I feel like I thought this was one of those films where you couldn't get the balance more right. I think the the relationship between him and Charlize Theron's character is very, very believable. It is believable that the way it's sketched out and the fact that, like, you know, she's somebody who has her life in public eye. And when she gets to somebody, when she meets somebody who actually just knows her, you, you I, I, I totally believe that that could happen. Um, yeah. I, I totally believe. I mean, obviously, the, it's the the name of the film is is titled for that. It's a long shot. I totally believe that could happen. I quite liked Seth Rogen's best friend, and they they were yes, yeah. I quite like he was good. He, he was, oh uh, yeah, and I quite I quite like the assistant as well. She was a she because although she was like oh. a hard hard bitch, she she oh. was sort of quite she her heart was in the right place. But so and I liked her. Oh oh yeah. Thank, I don't know. thank you so much for showing that for reminding me about that, Sean. I almost forgot about that. She was pretty much my highlight yeah. because the assistant. Yeah, I think so. She's is played by an actress called June Diane Raphael, and I love her. I absolutely love her. I mean, everything that she's been in, I think that she's like usually the best thing. Nobody can deliver a snarky line like she can. Yeah, she's she, she's <laughs> she's sort of really like you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite clever as well, quite witty. I thought. Yeah, you know, yeah. As well, it was. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Disapproving, sort of approving, disapproving type of thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah, sort of yeah, uh, and I, I, she's the kind of person that um, that makes me think. Um, I, I'm like, oh, she needs to. Be, well, she should be a bigger star. But then, if she was a bigger star, they might put her in things, and she might not be as effective. And mm. her what, husband. What other, what other films has she been in then? She's mainly on TV. She's in Grace and Frankie oh, right, okay. and stuff like that. She's shown up in. A, she she tends to do guest star roles in a whole bunch of different things. And her her husband in real life, plays one of those Wembley news anchors, like one of those Fox News anchors. He's a, he's a comedian oh, called right. Paul Scheer. And she is the, about the only reason why I, I, envy, I envy that man. So essentially, I love Jundia Raphael. She's brilliant. Go watch the film for her. But the rest of the film is really good. I thought it was, as a rom-com, I, I think as a, as a rom-com, I think it actually works quite well. I think the romance is believable all the way up to the end. And I feel, I think a lot of it feels effortless. Because I think... Yeah. I think a lot of it feels effortless because Sharon, I'm not as 
Uh, I'm not as worried about the crassness or anything like that because I think I'm probably still a teenage boy somewhere in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm not as worried about that. I so I just thought like the film flowed. It felt effortless. So even by the point when it, where, even when it fulfills the tropes of a romantic comedy, you're still. Um, I wasn't going. Oh, for goodness sake! Oh, this again. I was like, oh, actually, you know, within the within the story, they're telling me this this makes sense. So I really, really liked it. I'll give it a four out of five. Okay, cool. For me, for me, yeah. As I say, it had moments. It was, you know, it, I didn't feel wasted, but I, I, I don't think there was anything particularly great in it. Anything special? It, it was a, you know, okay movie, solid film. So I'm going to give this a three for me. It's a three okay. for me. Yeah, I'd give it a, a three. I mean, it wasn't my humour, but no. I could see that there was humour in it, and I think people would enjoy it. It wasn't my cup of tea, but that's you know, disappointing. Mm. So I'd give it a three. Cool, good stuff. So we have that to kick off with. All right. And now we're going to go from cinema and go into the world of home entertainment, Netflix and Net into the world of Netflix and friends as well. Maybe I'll start calling that. <laughs> and Sharon, you have something for us this week. You, went, you saw a film on, you said, I think Amazon called The Case for Christ. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, far away. Tell a, us. This is a film based on, a, I mean, anyone around sort of church circles in the 1990s will be very familiar with the book, um, The Case for Christ, written by a journalist by the name of... Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel. Strobel, as I said, make sure I get the pronunciation right. <laughs> Lee Strobel. And basically, his wife became a Christian midway through their marriage. He was a committed atheist and he wanted nothing to do with the church. He thought it was all a load of superstition and nonsense. And when his wife became a Christian, he thought, right, the only way he'll be able to convince her is by proving that it was all nonsense. So he, one of his um, Christian colleagues at his, at his workplace, he works at a newspaper, said, you don't, you know, there's too much to start with. If you want to debunk Christianity, start with the resurrection. That's, you know, if you can debunk that, then, you know, you've got it made. And so he basically sets out trying to disprove the resurrection. And in doing so, he actually can't and becomes a Christian himself. And so it became a hugely best-selling novel, in a book in the 1990s that was huge among church circles. And yeah. it sold, you know, <laughs> millions of copies worldwide. Um, so it's a very well-known book if you know church circles. So, yeah, it's an interesting take on to see um, that it was made into a film. So, is, how, is, so is, is it a dramatisation of his story or is it it's, like... Yes, it's a dramatisation of his story. He's played by uh, an actor called... Let me find him. <laughs> That's an interesting Mike name. Mike Vogel. My, yeah, <laughs> Mike Vogel plays him in the film. And Mike Vogel, I think most people would know him for Under the Dome. There was a television series of the Stephen King novel. And his wife is played by Erica Christensen. And then there's guest appearances by Faye Dunaway, Robert Forster. Um, a few people sort of pop up in there throughout the film. But yeah, so it's, it's a dramatisation of his book, which was um, semi-autobiographical. You know, it was, it was his own... As a journalist, he wanted to go and disprove things. So he talked to doctors about, <coughs> did Jesus die on the cross or did he just faint? Yeah, yeah. Was he unconscious or was he dead? And so a medical a doctor then explains what crucifixion is and how you don't survive crucifixion. The Romans knew what they were doing. Yeah. And then you get someone else talking about um, witnesses, the eyewitness accounts. Was it mass hallucination when people said they saw Jesus? And then so he goes and speaks to a psychologist saying, you know, at the actual events of mass hallucination 
are, are not just rare, they just never happened. They've never been a proven case of mass hallucination. Yeah. Individuals hallucinate, but people quite co corporately don't. It's oh. just not something that the human brain does. Okay. And so basically it does take all these things. So it's quite, it was an interesting film based on a very well-known book. And so, yeah, it was worth a watch if you're interested in, in sort of Christian cinema and Christian novels. So, so is this one they would like show at the cinemas on like a... Like, they did. On, on, in on America a, they yeah. did. They did I was going to say, I mean, those big things I said when I've been to the cinema in, in Enfield and yeah. like the whole cinema on a Sunday... And, and they were showing those. So, uh, would, would would this be a Christian film? Yes, it's show? aimed oh, at Christians okay. because it's. Yeah. Though it's this yeah. message is aimed at sort of non because it's most people who said to me, oh, oh, anyone who's been a, is a Christian will have someone saying, well, you know, they try to say to you, you know, well, it probably didn't really happen, and it's probably a load of old nonsense. And then you think, well, actually, you can look at the crucifixion and the life of Jesus in a historical context. Yeah. Ignore faith. Ignore the church you can look at it historically because there's lots of documents outside yeah, of the church I mean, to, I mean, to, for, to back it all for right. me on a personal that's what i think i think he was a historical character because i think he's also in the quran as well yeah i don't know if he's in the quran but yeah yeah he is definitely 100 percent in well, the quran they mention him yeah well and, he, he's he's so well, I, I, I mean jesus is mentioned anyway, it <coughs> he's <coughs> excuse me sorry he's mentioned in in just like historians of the day talk about him so he was around at that yeah. time he was he, he did he was actually alive and he was a big deal so it's, it was a big deal, yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. it, and 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 so so I do believe that he existed, but I think he was more of a because of the stuff he did in the temples and stuff. He was like treated as a criminal, and so it's like, oh, we can't have someone like that doing all this yeah. sort of stuff. Let's and and you know, so just and then these sort of so, yeah. So he did exist, but I, I mean, that's about as far as I'm. As you're going. to say, <laughs> yeah. okay. well, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it comes to he. Yeah. This is the guy who wanted to look at the evidence, and he took looked at it as a journalist. Can I ask what um, the evidence was or not? He, but he's looked at um, scholars. He, he asked about the veracity. How can you ver verify the sort of the no, church accounts? Yeah. What history is there about the life of Jesus? Of what? Who testified about the res seeing the resurrected Jesus? And um, cool. There's a lot of you know. There's like something like mm. seven or eight hundred people said they'd seen the risen Jesus. Okay. Um, historically, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, so there's good. a lot of evidence about mm. um, to support the fact that Jesus did rise from the dead. Okay, so so speaking <laughs> as somebody who was in church circles in the mid '90s, as you said, I know that this yeah. book was usually trotted out as a slam dunk. It was kind of like one of those things that people you or, the, or I mean, in some of the circles, actually, you had something where you have some people who would almost be a bit like, oh, oh, relief. Yes. Now, whenever any of my atheist friends say anything, I can slap them in the face with this book. <laughs> and yes. So, and I, uh, to be honest with you, when you talk about the, when you talk about the film, my initial instinct is to not watch it because I feel it's going to be, oh, yeah, now I can slap them in the face with this film. And it's going to, it's going to be a, like a bit of a, almost, almost a bit like, you know, uh, uh, piece God's of propaganda. Uh, yeah, God's not dead. Piece of propaganda. Well, yeah. it's where the the characters are just going to be sort of like you know there to be types and to set up set up arguments to be knocked down. How, so how does this work as a film? I think it works dramatically because you can see how how one if one if you have a, a marriage and then one person has a sort of Christian conversion or any sort of spiritual change and the other partner doesn't how it can really cause a problem did it cause us that was a thing oh yes it almost broke their marriage up did it? it didn't right. but okay. it almost it came very close to actually breaking their marriage up and 
yeah, so there's there's drama in it, there's tension in it. So it works for me. It works as a film, but obviously I've got a bit of a bias before I went into it because <laughs> I was quite interested. So I'll say, yeah. yeah it, I mean, you, I, I knew how it's going to end, and I think anyone <laughs> wa- anyone watching this film would probably think, well, they're certainly not going to make a a film where they say, you know what, it was all a load of old nonsense. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Let's case, make a film about that. It's like, it's like we're going to do the case for Christ, and the answer was. It's a whole bunch of rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're not like you. So you know basically what you're getting into when you when you go into this film. But so I would give it a three because I thought it was entertaining. Um, but as someone as as sort of like in a a minority group, well not a minority group. There's a lot of us about. But as in a group, it's it is aimed at someone like me. So I enjoyed it. I don't know what anyone else would get out of it. Do you think the um. Do you think the actors, would, would they have been Christians or were they just actors, actors? I do honestly think? don't know. You don't know? I don't oh, know right. enough so, about Because that would be say. quite interesting to see, yeah. wouldn't it, whether they were, because, I mean, you know, there's, uh, I'm sure they've been in other things, but it would just well, be interesting to know if they... I, yeah. I, I think, it, well, it, it, gets, it gets messed up or it gets muddied because it's America. And in America, the word Christian means a whole bunch of different things depending yeah. on where in the country you are. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. yeah, and so... Yeah, it, it gets it gets mixed up, and then you start getting into cases of who can say who's a Christian, and I don't even want to go anywhere near there. So no, no, no. Okay, okay, that's not <laughs> cool. there. So free stuff. But there yeah. is a huge Christian industry in America. It's as yes. big as Bollywood. I mean, yeah. they 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 yeah, yeah, film no, cinemas, yeah. and I've got Christian friends from America who don't watch anything but Christian films mm. or Christian television. Yeah. They just won't watch it. Yeah. So it is an industry that makes millions yeah, in America, sure it is. and it barely sort of registers in this country at all yeah. barely makes it and, and and my problem with it is as an industry it that's the thing it's an industry so it's prone to all yeah. the things that affect other industries and all the cynicism and all the we're making this because we know it's going to make money so anyway but anyway moving away from that let's just because you yeah. because you're going to get me on a rant so yeah <laughs> but you're going to get me on so a rant I would say- and I, as Shona said, we don't have time for that today. <laughs> yep, so yeah, three for me. Three star. Cool. Three star, okay, cool, good stuff. Yeah, it's not yeah. the best film I've ever seen, but I liked it. All right, cool. I, 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 might, I might sort of like gird my loins and actually go watch it and, and then let you know. <laughs> let you know what I think and let you know whether it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, whether it's pressed a whole bunch of buttons and a whole bunch of triggers that I have <laughs> when, it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to Christian stuff. Anyway, so now we go back to cinema and Sean, this is a film that it, you saw because this seems to be a film and it seems to be about the only film in this country anyway that braved, that snuck into cinemas around about the same time as Avengers Endgame. Yep. Silly, yep. silly, yep. silly film. But <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's still. I, I know it's still on in in pool in Bournemouth. I yeah. know it's still on there. Um, that, and that's where I saw it. It was only the one showing, and it's just that I happened to be over there because they haven't shown it here, and I can't no, see them getting it. Here. It's it's not showing so, anywhere near me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It I, must I, just I, be sort of limit limited release. I think it's a massively but, limited release because when yeah. I when I looked for it and tried to find the closest one to me it was in Nottingham, which is about like yeah. you know an hour and a half drive away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think what it is, the cinema that I go to when I'm over there is, it's, I'm not kidding, it's heaving, it's absolutely packed. So it must be, and I mean, they've got loads of screens, they've got studio screens. And funny enough, when I went to see uh, Tolkien, which we're talking about later, originally I was going to go, I was going to wait and see Tolkien over here and then go and see um, Longshot. Yeah. But the Longshot was full. Oh, wow. It was full. Wow. And it was, so that's when Tolkien was saying the same time. So I said, oh, well, I better decide. 
Yeah, but it's like a university town, isn't it, Port Bournemouth? Bournemouth so yeah, you've yeah. got a lot of I mean, full. It's full. Around. Sorry, we haven't got yeah. any seats. That's like, whoa. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So I thought, oh, well. So that's when I went and saw, and I saw Longshot when I was over here because the timings yeah. were good, you know. So, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. I, yeah, the film. We haven't even said what it is yet, have we? No. Yeah, no I don't think we said what it is, yeah. The mystery film. Okay. This The, the film is eighth grade. Yep. Okay. And it's basically this, I guess it's a bit of an indie film. Mm-hmm. It's the story about, uh, in America, they have like middle schools and high school, a bit like used to have junior schools. And, yeah. and it's about this, this girl, she's like 13 and she's starting high school. And she does this, she does this blog as well, which she says about, oh, you know, if when you're a teenager, you get all these feelings and she, she's almost like doing a blog, but she, you see, she's never really, she hasn't got really any, many followers or something like that, but she's actually, actually talking about life, you know, and yeah. And and sort of goes through her. She lives with her dad, so it was quite poignant. I mean, the reason I went to see this film because I really wanted to see it. As I was listening to a film show, and they played this little trip. They played the trailer bit, yeah, of a bit in the car where she's in the car with her dad, and says, "I mean, it's in the trailer." So she goes, yeah. "Why are you? Why? Why are you being weird?" And he's like, <laughs> "He's like." He goes, I didn't think I was being weird. He goes, yeah, well, you were not talking and all that. And then he goes, well, what do you want me saying? And all that he goes, yeah, but don't. And I just thought that just that one clip on the radio sounded just like my daughter myself. <laughs> when she was like 13, it was like, I thought, I have got to go see this movie. I've got yeah. to go see. And, and lucky enough, it was on. Yeah. So otherwise, otherwise it might have passed me by. But it was that little clip that I heard. And enough to um, let you go, what was that about? Yeah. And, oh, I'll tell you what, this... It absolutely, absolutely was spot on. I mean, this film for me was there was things with her dad. You know what I mean? And and her dad doing stuff all the time. And it, and it was just it was it was. I thought I can relate to that. That's how she was. That's how she was. That's how she was. <laughs> I mean, it's just like this is it. And there's bits in it where she they have like they buddy up when they're going to go to high school. They have a, a sort of yeah, week where they shadow someone them. from the older yeah. one, and she hangs out with these older older kids and. There's a scene there, which a scene I really, really liked because some of the kids were, were you know, the lads were being a bit laddie and yeah. the girls were saying, oh, I'll leave her alone and all that. And and it's, I mean, this was warts and all, you know what I mean? There was no, they weren't like glamorous ones. She was, yeah. No, like 20-year-olds yeah, pretending yeah. to be 15. Had, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was proper, you know what I mean? It was all the big zits and all things yeah. like that. And, oh, it was, I'll I tell you what, it's absolutely brilliant film. It was a really, 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 really... He's- for a film I didn't think I'd enjoy, it was just, I, I don't know, it, I think all teenagers should, should should watch this movie or because it was all the feeling, and she was saying about all these feelings and all what goes on and you're going to be okay and this little time capsule and she does. I mean, it did, it sort of dragged on a little bit towards the end, but that's, that's really the only criticism I could have of it. I, I just thought, you know, that was it. That was my daughter was just the same. Why yeah. are you looking at me like that? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I'm not looking at you like anything. Do you know what I mean? Real yeah. stroppy tantrums. And I'm like, wow, wow, well, that's uh, it. Just brought that's, back memories. That's nuts. Yeah, it did. It really did. Nice memories, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I guess that's what they're like. You know what I mean? They've, yeah. they've got all loads of strange things happening. So, but that scene in the car was almost. I was I was taking Ellie. She got a job. Yeah. And I was taking taking my daughter to work. And she practically said to me, she said, 
why are you being so weird? And I had done nothing. I was just driving along. Just driving along. Were you singing yeah. along to radio yeah, or something? Said, yeah, wait, that's it. The radio was on. I said, well, I don't think I'm being weird. Yes, you are. She said, why are you looking at me like that? I said, I'm not looking at you like anything. I'm driving. I'm like, and it was just like, man, I've been in that situation. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so... I mean, it's, it's it's a good film to watch. I really, really, really like this movie. Yeah, well, you yeah, see that? No, sh- sure. The, th- the thing with you is because I know you have a daughter, and I I, yeah. I think that you're a bit of a sucker for a father daughter film. And, uh, oh, big time! Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And so, yeah, and, I, I know whenever I see a film that has a father daughter relationship in it, especially if it's done well, I'm like, yeah, Sean's gonna like this. Sean's where everybody else is gonna be like, what's going on here? Sean's gonna be like, oh my god, I remember that. Oh my god, <laughs> flashbacks, <Yeah>. PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a, a really for me. I really really enjoyed it. As I say, it's yeah. I I it's not quite a five star. Not quite a five star. Um, because I say it was it did sort of towards the end it did seem a little bit sort of dragged out a little bit yeah but it was a clever film clever film terrific acting really really good acting totally believable um so yeah so i'm going to give this one a four star oh cool well you know you see this is a film i really want to see because i've been hearing really good things about it but i think it's one of those films that is a bit of a hard sell or people think it's a bit of a hard sell because it's been released since uh before christmas in america so in america you can actually watch it on amazon prime already but it has, wow. uh, but it's it's only now getting because I was trying to find the film to watch, and I looked up, I, I looked up, and it said Amazon. I was like, what? Then I realized it was Am- it was actually American Amazon Prime I was talking about. Um, but uh, so it's yeah, it's it's one I, I want to watch, but I think I'm I'm gonna have to wait until it comes on TV because it's just not having any uh, wide release Cherries. yet. Yes, no, no mm. showings, no showings. So keep an eye out on like Love um, Film Four or something. They yeah. tend to get the indie films, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, but but I've, I've heard nothing but good things about this film. Nothing but good things. Yeah, it's about a great film. film. Yeah, good film. Uh, and and oh, and Sean, one other thing for you: the the girl who the lead actress. Mm-hmm. Her name's Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I did know, I did know, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's very poor. So, so, yeah, like, brings it yeah. even more. To, I, think, I think you and your daughter need to go watch this film together. <laughs> I think we probably do, yeah. It's a, it's a but believe it or not, she'd be 21 in wow, two weeks. Wow, good so, lord. Yeah, so. I know, you wouldn't believe it, would you? Good lord. She'd be 21. You, I know, so. You, you, go, I'm going up to, if I'm going to go and see her on the 21st, because she's having a mm. fancy dress party for all her mates and stuff. And, Ooh, what are you going? What are you going as? Are you not invited? Uh, I don't know. I'll be the the strange thing is it's got to be things things you want to be. So, but I'm getting to the Ooh. age now where I don't know what I want to be. You know what I mean? I could have said, oh yeah, I wanted to be a judge <laughs> or a football manager or something. But I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, I haven't quite decided. I think I might have to go as a. I don't know, old codger Happy or hungry something. Hippo. Hungry hippo. Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah, yeah. Sean, <laughs> so, just go. Just go as Eddie Howe. Yeah, that work. That work. <laughs> <laughs> just goes anyhow. All right. Okay. Cool. So, the well, no, eighth grade. Unfortunately, no on many, no on many screens. But if you can catch it somewhere near you, go watch it and then let me yeah. know what it, let me know what it's like. Go watch it and let me know what it's like. Right. So, uh, we move on now to Osmosis Jones, and this is a film that I caught on Amazon Prime, and it was it's a film that I've been wanting to watch for years because I think this was originally released in the I think the early noughties. Uh, it was originally released in the early noughties, and all I knew was that it's it was as far as I was concerned, it was an animated film. That's what all the posters said. It was an animated film. And um, 
It was directed by the Farrelly brothers who did Dumb and Dumber and they did something about Mary and all that sort of stuff. And so when, when this film started, I was a bit shocked because the first thing you see is a live action sec- segment. And I'm like, what the heck? And it is, it's a live action segment and then Bill Murray shows up. And I'm like, did I pick the right film or did I press play on the wrong thing? <laughs> but the whole idea behind it, and this is, I, I love the central premise, is it's, he's a zoo worker called Frank. And he, uh, and, but he's very, very slobby. So this is Bill Murray in a very, in mega, mega slobby mode. So an egg drops on the floor and instead of sort of like throwing it away, he picks up the, uh, the boiled egg and he puts it in his mouth while he's cleaning up the monkey cage. And oh. so, so when he puts it in his mouth, it goes into his body and it goes into an animated segment and it's all about what happens in his body. And it's pretty much kind of like, it, so in his body, the white blood cells are the police, are the police force of his body. They call themselves the FPD, starting for the Frank Police Department. And they sort of guard against anything that comes into his body, if there's anything bad. So the first thing you see is you see the saliva things in his mouth and they're firing at everything that comes into his mouth to make sure that it's like all broken down and all that before it goes into the stomach. Uh, but in, but in, when, into, when he eats the egg, uh, a virus comes in, a virus who becomes the bad guy and is voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. And, and this virus comes into the body and all the, all the virus wants to do is just destroy everything. And it starts boasting going, I took down a guy in like a week. The last guy I took down, I took down in 72 hours. And this one I'm going to take down in 48 hours. So the virus is there to kill him, essentially. All the virus wants to do is just destroy the body and get to like a nerve center in the brain and destroy everything. And it becomes almost kind of like an edu- education of how your body works but in the form of a body cup movie. So you have the white blood cells, but um, Chris Rock plays a white blood cell called Osmosis Jones, who is a disgraced white blood cell because he did something once and he caused the whole body to throw up in a very public place. So they... So he's so he's been relegated. So you know how you have the cop who's been relegated to traffic duty, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's supposed to be a detective, but he's been relegated. He's been relegated to mouth duty, where he's just there to sort of be there and stop bad breath and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> then, as part of this, as part of this, it has a brilliant voice cast. You have William Shatner who plays the mayor of the body, and he and he plays the mayor of the body, and they have this whole thing where he's running for a re-election. And you know how when men are ill, they go, no, no, I'm fine. No, no, I'm fine. And they play the whole thing of this guy refusing to go to the doctor as a mayor blood cell, a mayor white blood cell in his body who's telling him, no, don't go to the doctor. No, no, we want to, we want to win re-election. If you, if you say you're sick, people will say it was because of me. <laughs> and all that. So, uh, it, so it's really, really cool. Then at one point, the character, the Bill Murray character swallows a, a cold pill. And this cold pill goes into his body like, you know, like the, to- the, like the cop from out of town who shows up. <laughs> and the, the, it becomes a body cop thing between Osmosis Jones, who's this white blood cell, and this cold pill. And how they're going around the body trying to protect it from this virus that's trying to kill it. So I thought that it was, that bit I thought was ingenious. I thought it was like a precursor to Inside Out or something. Like using this anthropomorphic characters to try and show what actually goes on inside your body. I really 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 liked it the only problem is that the live action versions with bill murray and everything it felt like everybody in the live action sections was just collecting a paycheck which when you look Uh. into the when you look into the history behind the film it that's exactly what happened because they made the 
they made the animated bits which are ingenious and are clever and I love them and but then they needed to get somebody to do the live action bit so they went and they got in they got in uh, Bill Murray and then they got in the Farrelly brothers and the Farrelly brothers only decided to do it if they were the only people who were credited as directing the film which is a shame because all the bits that they do are crap and all, <laughs> and the, the yeah all the bits they do are crap and the bits that the I can't remember what the animators were called unfortunately one of one of them's last name is Vito they, the bits that they do when you're inside the body with Chris Rock as a white blood cell and David Hyde Pierce of Frasier, he, he plays Niles in Frasier, playing this stuck-up red blood cell good cop kind of thing. The, those bits are ingenious. They're inventive. I absolutely love them. I'd give the film a four out of five for those bits, and I would cool. igno- and I'd ignore all the ignore all the live action bits because they're rubbish. And uh-huh. So it gives you, gives you, does it give you a tour of the body then? Does it like tour you around the body, like through the gullet, stomach, all that? Or is it, it, it not does, really quite like... It does things like that. It does things like that, but it, it doesn't do the whole body, but it does different bits. And it, so for, so when he, when they swallow the, when he swallows the cold pill, Osmosis Jones has to go meet him at the stomach. And it's kind of like an arrivals hall at an airport, if you know what I mean. And oh, they go, wow. Okay. And they go like, okay, just arriving now, we got broccoli. Choo! <laughs> and you have then then the door was like and then all the sort of nutrients come into the body i think it's very clever the way they do it the way they do it sure. and like yeah. the fact that then, sounds good yeah then he has a zit on his face and they call the, the uh, but the zit's actually like a nightclub when he goes into the zit and all that <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, it's a film i've been wanting sure. to watch for absolute years i finally watched it i really really like it and i would recommend anybody go watch it it's a four out of five for me Wow. Right, cool. and now in this man, this is going along quickly. Now we're going to Tolkien. Tolkien. So, mm-hmm. Sean, you saw this, and this is about the the early or the young life of J.R.R. Tolkien, famous for writing Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and stuff. That's now, right. I really want to see this, so I'm going to yeah. see it hopefully next week. Okay. Okay. Is I... it worth it? Um. <laughs> a lot depends that's, on this. No, listen, 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 listen. Yes, I know, I know. And it's going to be interesting to, to, to hear your take on it. Let's just say, right, okay. Basically, I mean, it's it's sort of, yeah, it's a story about his younger life. And he starts off, obviously, I would say, where he lives is Hobbiton. But, you know, but in, in sort of real life. And the then, Shire. Uh, the Shire, yeah, basically the Shire. And uh, so it's, it's very much... It's, <laughs> Um, yeah, so you know the shy, and then he ends up going happen to because he, he becomes to, an orphan. He goes yeah. to like Birmingham to the big industrial town. So he's gone from this lovely, lovely, super countryside Doom. with trees <laughs> to yeah, basically yeah, like you know all the factory yeah. and the things filled with smog and stuff. So and then it, it flashes back to where he was an officer in the First World War, and he's in the trenches, and he's obviously he's got his loyal Batman, hasn't he? You know, loyal Batman. That, that, oh, come on, sir. We got you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Surely good. So, and and obviously there's explosions and and horror and. Flame, so, so from what I love, what I've heard in this film that they they sort of draw parallels between the the things he saw. So, a, like his pro- probably where he got his ideas from. Yeah, probably yeah. where he got his ideas. Well, we from know he historically yeah. that he wrote the Hobbit. He started the Hobbit, Hobbit. in the trenches. That's right. Yeah. In a so, hole in the ground yeah. in the Hobbit. There is. I mean. But, but but also the the main story weaving through it is he, he's got like four friends you know like poets they become a yeah because they obviously go to private school um, and 
He's, he's a fellowship. A fellowship, exactly right. <laughs> yep, they decided to come south. Funny enough, funny enough. Um, so, so yeah. So you've got this little group that all the way through, through life the journey through life. Yeah, you know, he's got he's got a, a lovely girlfriend who's sort of very elfish with, yeah. you know, gives a ring to and stuff. And you know, so ba- basically, you're gonna, you know, it's it's where he got the ideas from and. And some of his early life and, and his trouble, and he gets into this relationship and falls in love, and one thing and another, and a few arguments in between with the fellowship. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but, so, so yeah. So you so, can see the clear parallels between yeah, his yeah, writing yeah. It's, life it's and totally his life. Parallels. Now. Yeah, did you want to say something, Tozin? Oh, no, I was just going to say that the way you were talking about it, you made it sound a little bit like um, there's this parody online called George Lucas in Love or Lucas in Love or something like that. Right. And it's about George Lucas being, a, and it's about how he got all his different ideas for Star Wars and all that. But it's done in a very kind of like, it's done in a very sort of hackneyed, oh, look at that. He walked out one yeah. day and this happened and oh, that's where he got the idea for C-3PO. And that's a, so you, you make it sound a little bit like that. Like you, you. It is, it is. It's, it's, it's basically how he got the ideas. Um, I yeah, and I, I, to, to be honest, I quite I quite liked it to start with. I thought, oh yeah, I I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I did. I thought it was okay. You know, I thought, oh yeah, this is good. So it, what is showing how he got the ideas? It's the first first World War stuff. You know, all the I think with the some of the stuff, it was a bit almost like the trenches were almost like fantasy. I think, which, right. which so some of it, I was like. I thought was a little bit overdone. I could see where it come from and maybe to give him the ideas. But yeah, Birmingham looked very much like Mount Doom, 100% like Mount Doom. Actually, <laughs> it looked similar, like it was taken straight out of the Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. Um, the way that, yeah, where they're sort of, the bit where him and Sam are walking through the... But anyway, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad to start with, but then I think just started to go on a little bit it just started to that bit was fine it was all lovely and then when it got to the fellowship and the relationship and you know he, there's a story with the uh, a poet his friend was a poet obviously, obviously a few of the fellowship get obviously killed during the war and all that and, yeah. and he wants to do a the, a the one guy who wanted to be a poet is like family his mum's like no no I don't really can't and he obviously tries to so there's that bit so I did think it sort of so dragged, born, yeah. dragged a little bit towards the end. Okay, there. you know it was okay, and I could understand where they were coming from, and and it was it was quite interesting. And so, oh yeah, oh yeah, there's a you know that silhouette looks like a dragon or whatever, and that mm-hmm. you know you got this these flames Smell. and everything. So yeah, it's I think you probably you need to go and see it, Sharon, because I think you would enjoy. Yes, it. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, I knew you were. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So. Oh, so how many stars did you give it? Okay, I'll give this a three. I'll give this a straight three. Okay. So, yeah, so oh. three. So it's. Do you know what I mean? It was okay. Yes, it was solid. all right, but it wasn't. It didn't like. I was maybe I was expecting a little bit more. Maybe okay. I was really, really yeah. expecting it to be great, oh. and it sort of, all right, sort of let me down a little bit. Okay, so can I can I have one word, Sean? On you um, can have one on, word, of course what, you what, can. One word on the on the performance of Nicholas Holt. Good, bad. Um, should we say that, that, uh, that's enough of a word that's okay word. yeah yeah uh, it, it had it had moments but i tell you it wasn't it it was really really it was probably and, and he's good in anything i've seen he was the best thing about murder on the orient express mm-hmm. and that was Derek jacoby oh okay, okay Derek cool. jacoby turns up and he is class he's a class actor oh. nicholas holt maybe a bit you know don't okay know. all right oh, okay cool now 
we have five minutes. We have five minutes before because we want to g try and get to a second end of our Avengers chat from last week. But we have five minutes to finish off the rest of this. And we we have another film from Netflix called The Wandering Earth. Now, Sean, The Wandering the, Earth, yeah. Sean, this was you delving into your love of all things Southeast Asian. It was, yes, yes. Well, this is actually Chinese. So it's okay. the most expensive most expensive Chinese film ever made. All right. Um, so, yeah, really, really. I mean, they, they poured loads of money into this. This was, um, I, I think it got released, cinema released in America and places like that. But Netflix, I mean, this is brand new. This is 2019 to Netflix. So it was on, which is what I thought. And you've, you've got to say one good thing about Netflix is you can download stuff to watch on a journey. So you, world, can, yeah. you can actually download onto a laptop so if you're on a ferry or anything like that you can actually actually oh yes watch. it's accessible isn't it it's accessible so um i did actually watch this in in two parts <laughs> but i did watch it <laughs> and i i did start to watch a series which i don't know if i'm going to finish so we might not review that one but that's later on anyway the story basically the sun is sort of dying out and it's going to come swallow up the earth so the, the earth is going to have to move. So they come up with this plan to make these massive engines that will project the earth and send earth out to another star so that it can, and, and people go and live underground. So they've got this whole say, thing. Flood, devastation, go, earthquake, what yeah, the, so, so people, what the hey? people go live underground. There is still some stuff there, but it's like minus 80 and they've got yeah. special, special costumes they have to wear and go out and stuff. And I mean, so they've got these massive earth engines that just send it off and, and as they're getting near jupiter one of the engines fails and so they have to sort of try and and you've, you've got this subplot running whereas at the start before they do this engine you, you've got a dad has to leave his boy his son because okay. he's got to go into space for so many years and all that so and the story is like the son and he's like hates his dad because his dad's gone off and all that and obviously there comes a time when they have to meet up and you know there's a bit of tension but obviously they're like in the end things Loads so, in so, this so, movie. so what you're saying is like a typical disaster movie script typical everything in it yeah this is a cross between like i don't know what all those is awesome space movies. 1999 probably something like that but like, like 2010 the, it uh, sounds like the, the, the day after cross, tomorrow <laughs> the day all of them all of them those in all of them but there's obviously been some money thrown at this. Yeah. yeah. The core, that's it. Yeah. There's obviously been shed loads of money thrown yeah. at this, right? Because the effects, I've got to say, some of the effects are quite good, to be fair. Um, but it was very, very cliched. You had every cliche in there, you know, with like, like, oh, I missed that. You know, explosions and, <laughs> and, and sit, situations where they get commandeered and they have to do this. Oh, you've got to do this. And oh, no, you know, outstretched arms and yeah. stuff. And you've got to pull levers and everything. So... There was nothing, nothing fantastically good in. <laughs> there was nothing new. There was nothing no. new. Do you know what I mean? Do you know those things where we must pull that lever, otherwise the whole thing's gonna. It's all gonna blow. blow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course they manage. You know they never failed. Yeah. That's it exactly. Captain. So it's all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah. So well, let's just say it was incredibly cliched. Okay. Obviously had a lot of money thrown at it. So, but yeah, it was. Um, it was long. <laughs> it was long. It was long, and I mean, I should imagine it would do well in some countries, and the Chinese would probably love it. You know, yeah, it's all yeah. them, really. You know, I think I think there's one Russian that's sort of on the space station. You know, that goes, "Oh yeah, you're good. You've been a good friend," and that. I actually saw the dub version. I think there is a so, you know, a subtitle. Yeah, subtitle version. But, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the thing, the thing is, oh, we, uh, I, I, I think. 
I can imagine that the film would do well if no other reason because it's the like for instance if I uh, if I made a film that was like really really good but it was Nigerian even if it had like all the cliches that Hollywood has been doing for years I'm like well it's about time us Nigeria started making our own cliched action movies uh, and I would say if Hollywood could do it we can too why can't why, why shouldn't we do it so I could yeah, apparently I, could, I I think that's what they're doing I was reading somewhere they they are starting to do quite big science fiction movies but they don't touch time travel you know, oh yes yes time because it's they it's it's um disrespectful to history yeah yeah that's right yeah that, that's you don't want to know yeah that's the Chinese thing so uh, you venerate Avenger. your ancestors but, but there's no time travel in this this is just all future you know yeah future engines so, so and it, i mean there is a bit to, to be fair yeah just quickly there's a, there's a bit that the engine that actually does fail is in a place called so it says engine number because you have all the titles come out, engine number 739 Sulawesi thing. Well, Sulawesi is an island in Indonesia, and I actually went there, so I thought, oh, Sulawesi. <laughs> and nothing like Sulawesi, obviously, because it was some sort of studio, but that was where they had to mend the engine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so... Yeah, I can imagine. I can, I can imagine the thinking is kind of like for years we've been seeing American films where they put America at the center of the world of anything that happens, and it's about time we went and had a film that put China at the middle of the world where everything China happens. Worlds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything That's is like China centric, and uh, and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I can totally understand that, but I, I and I also do think though that in there's some areas of the world, and I can I consider the country I come from to be one of these, but I know definitely Southeast Asia there is a much higher tolerance for cheese than there is in Europe or in England. Europe, yeah, <laughs> so, I think so. I think so so, yes. so th things yeah, that definitely. would have people here rolling their eyes, like, oh, my God. I think that a lot of people, they would just be like, yay, like the Backstreet Boys. They love them. They yeah, love yeah. the Backstreet exactly. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah. stars-wise, yes. I, 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 I would just give this a three. Okay, so three. It was, you know, so it's a three, yeah, pretty average, one of the meal sort of film. Ooh, okay, cool. Thank you very much for that. So, in our in our speedy version of this, the speedy exercise this week of Netflix Cinema, it turns out <clears throat> that the winner this week is it's it's mega close. It's mega close. It's so close that Sean, I'll predict that after we say after I tell you what the scores are, you're going to tell me. Well, let's call it a draw then. But yeah, <laughs> but no, there must be a winner. There must be a winner. This is like the Champions League. There must be a winner. <laughs> this isn't, the, yeah. And well, I could give. I could always up Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. I don't know. My integrity, my integrity wouldn't let me. I've made me choice. Yeah, okay. go on. All right, cool. And the um, so the winner this week by not point one of a point. Not point one. Not point one of That's a close. point. Yeah, is. Let's see, okay. Okay, can we guess? Yeah, I'm guess. Say, okay, you guys Netflix, guess. I bet Netflix just swings. I think it. cinema gets it. Do you? Oh, well, there you go. Wait, so you guys, you, got, you, got, you have a 50 50 chance, but the winner this week is. Cinema! Oh! Cinema oh, by wow. 0 0.1 of a point. Yeah. 0.1, wow. <laughs> Well, that was good. That was a good good show then. Yeah, yeah, good one. Good one. It was close. All right. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for listening to us. Um, thank you for everybody who's been listening to us, especially on CastBox. I mean, apparently people have been really, really sort of like following the show on CastBox, which is, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, yeah. Leave us, a, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Netflix VS Cinema. And um, we will, we're going to try and do another 10 minutes or so of talking about Avengers Endgame and we're going to put that one up afterwards. But in the meantime, it's a goodbye from me. Could, 
Can I just one thing, Tozen? Have we got like three? Have we got like thirty seconds? Okay. Sharon, you saw the. I believe you saw the silence which the, we reviewed when the show wasn't on there. Could you give us a, a very quick what you thought of it? Just two set and a, and a rating of silence. Well, um, I thought it was an interesting take on you know nature versus man and then man versus man in an apocalyptic situation. So I thought it was interesting. It reminded me more of Bird Box than yeah. the. The qu- a quiet place, a quiet place, which, which it obviously it was, was more... going to get compared to. Yes, especially as Stanley Tucci was his, his sister-in-law um, was in a quiet place in yeah. Emily Blunt. Um, I thought so. I thought yes, it reminded me more of um, of Bird Box in that mm. the, the main problem is not with this phenomena of these sort of horrible flying things. It's other people; they're the yeah. biggest threat. And if you can you can deal with this sort of natural phenomena, but it's the people that are the, the, the hardest oh. things to cope with. But I thought it was did well. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but it was nothing new no. to the, the the genre. So I'd give it a three. I think that's what I gave it. Yeah, I'm sure I enjoyed it, okay. but it was nothing spectacular. Thanks, Toes. I just wanted to get Sharon's take on it, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, when she sees Tolkien, yeah, we'll, we'll get her take on that as well. Yeah. And yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Sharon, you were you were just a little bit more um a little bit more uh, generous than Sean was. Sean gave generous, that a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I gave it a two. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, uh, but I think that's mainly because he does not like Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah, that was See, it. I yeah, quite like Stanny Tucci. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, well, no, no, some, people do, some people don't. Okay, it's funny. But, it's weird. Tozin was saying that's weird. Yeah, okay, yes, yes no, but okay, but just uh, all that's left to say is goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. We'll see you next week. 